If you're struggling with what to eat and when, trying to figure out what foods help you feel your best and which ones are causing problems, mindful and intuitive eating might be helpful for you. Today, we are going to go over what these terms mean, how to effectively tap into your intuition, and how to figure out what foods are best for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Dr. Allison DeBardo-Goggin, and we are kicking off 2023 with a free mindfulness eating challenge course. It's free. It's in my Facebook community, and I will post the sign-up link below. And if you're not on social media, you're not on Facebook, don't worry. When you register, you'll get access to the drive with all of the classes loaded and the workbook loaded and the worksheets. Everything's there for you in one place. So I really love the idea of intuitive eating, but that can be difficult to accomplish in many ways. So intuitive eating and mindful eating are a little bit different. Mindfulness is more of a focus on using your hunger scale, acknowledging and noticing your eating habits and beliefs, and really slowing down to focus on your meal, how your body's feeling, how satisfied you are. Where intuitive eating can be a focus on listening to what your body needs and allowing yourself to have those foods. Now, most people joke, which I do too, that if I did intuitive eating, I would just eat cookies and coffee all day long, never eat a vegetable again. And so we do have to develop these cues from our body first. So this is a long-term vision of our health and our goals and a way to support our body. And here's where I like to start with most of my patients. Of course, everyone is different and based off of their symptoms, their physiology, their digestive patterns and gut health and bacteria, different eating styles will be more important for one person versus another. So first of all, food has no morals. I don't even want to use the term good or bad because no food is bad. You are not bad. Your body is not bad. You're not doing something horribly wrong, probably, right? So we don't want to assign value to food or morals to food or your health or your body. So let's just clear the slate right there. And because also everybody's body responds differently to different foods, where someone might say, oh, red meat is so bad, but I'm sitting here going, red meat is so good, we can't, we can't judge. We don't want to judge each other and we don't want to judge ourselves, okay? Food is fuel. It's nutrition so our bodies can move and heal and think and make hormones and function. And certain foods can cause problems within our bodies. So it's really important to recognize how you feel with different foods and styles of eating and also get your blood tests done. Check out your glucose, check out your hemoglobin A1C, check out your inflammation patterns and your iron levels. We have to incorporate all of this together to see how our body is actually responding as well. All right, next I want you to look at food as an experiment. There's no one size fits all answer when it comes to food and no one size fits all with any specific health issues. So for example, all of my SIBO patients are triggered by many similar foods like garlic and onions. And then each person has their own sensitivities. Like one SIBO person might be sensitive to brown sugar, but the other one might have a super big problem with peppers. 
So you get to figure out for yourself what you need most and what hurts you as well. And this is why mindful eating is so important. Or say you're someone like me who has digestive issues, autoimmunity, Crohn's or colitis. You can't get the pain and the bloating and the IBS to stop or the headaches, the joint pain. I had to learn and experiment with foods to see how I feel. And it takes time. And this is one of the most frustrating parts. And I feel you. And even today, three, six years later of dealing with this stuff, I'm still learning and I'm still healing and things are still changing. So when I got out of the hospital, I was fully vegan. It's what I thought was best. It's what I was trained was best. I also ate mostly cooked foods or liquids and protein shakes to try and help my gut heal. But I just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't know about you, but I joined a ton of healing groups, colitis groups, to see what what is everybody else doing. Because I was in the hospital. I was probably two weeks away from death. I was injured during a colonoscopy. It was a whole thing. So I, I really just had never been at that depths of illness. And my training in chiropractic and functional medicine and nutrition and diet and food was green vegetables heal, green vegetables heal, green veggies, 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 veggies. And so, but it wasn't working. So that means I had to start adding in more foods back in, including meat. And then I learned about the carnivore diet. And well, my first thought was, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) I thought, oh my goodness, all these guys are going to be so sick. Until I sat down and did the research, read the books, listened to the experts, learned some two patients and physicians who were doing this and healing themselves. And what I learned really is once I cut out the high oxalate foods, meaning dark green leafy vegetables I was putting in all of my smoothies and my omelets and just eating greens, greens, greens. I cut those out and my pain was almost immediately gone. So I had to experiment and learn and allow my body to adjust and heal. And now I personally don't believe that one diet is a great plan for life. So I didn't stick with carnivore forever, but I did learn a lot about what my body prefers and feels best on. And last year I experimented a lot with keto um, and learned that my gut and my immune system prefer that as well because after dealing with mast cell activation from COVID and being on immune suppressants, I developed a lot of insulin resistance at the muscle level. So keto was able to help my muscles function, improve my energy, and my gut as well. So all of this experimenting and trying and being super sick and then feeling super good and then changing things up again and some things make me sick and some things make me feel good, I have been able to use mindfulness and intuitive eating to notice, first of all, what am I eating, why? How am I feeling physically, emotionally, spiritually? I can eat a ton of sweets when I'm feeling sick and down and I'm tired of taking care of myself. Just give me pancakes and chocolate and coffee with a whole bottle of creamer, right? But I can eat really healthy when I feel really good. But I also struggle with eating consistently to keep my blood sugar stable. So you don't wake up one day and be super intuitive 
about the foods that you eat. It just isn't going to happen. I wish it was. Um, we do have to have a learning base. We have to have the foundation of how our body responds. And that's a good thing. I spent almost four or five months last year buying every single protein shake on the market, trying to figure out what I could have. And I never found one. And that's a bummer. And I also learned that I'm allergic to stevia and stevia causes me a ton of pain. So once I found out those things that there's no protein shake, I cut them all out. I cut out stevia completely because it's hidden in everything now. That helped a lot. So intuition doesn't come in until you learn how your body is functioning and you listen and you respect your body and you respect what it's telling you and you allow your body to communicate. So I was drinking stevia replacement sodas and I would get stomach pain and I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm just stressed out. So I really had to stop and listen and go, okay, I hear you. I'm not going to drink these drinks anymore. And you might struggle with that with coffee or soda or alcohol. We have to respect our body and respect the message and follow through on it to get to this intuition part using mindfulness. So it really comes full circle. So I would love for you to join my free master class and full month course on mindfulness eating this January. And like I said, if you aren't on social media, don't worry. It'll all be sent to you through email. So it's all in one place. And if you can hop in the group, so that way you get access to all of this, we're going to cover the ins and outs of hormones and metabolism and insulin resistance and bloating and <laughs> reflux, all of that good stuff. And make sure that you have the tools to take care of yourself and keep your blood sugar stable, keep your inflammation down, keep your immune system happy and feel your best this year based off of what you need and not what everybody else is doing. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. If you would like personalized care and testing, you can schedule an initial consult online and get started with your wellness plan right away or message us on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.